Hey, skimmers. Before we hear from Paris Hilton on today's episode, we wanted to tell you about another podcast you might like, Gastropod. Do you know the story behind your favorite meal? In a world full of foodies, there's so much to learn about what we eat and why. Gastropod is a podcast from Eater, exploring food through the lens of science and history. Join hosts Cynthia Graber and Nicola Twelly as they uncover the science behind hangovers, why we love spicy foods, and whether there really is a difference between bottled and tap water. Listen and follow Gastropod on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. All right, let's get into the show. I'm very responsible, hardworking, smart, not a dumb blonde, just very good at pretending to be one. I think, you know, my entire career I've always been underestimated and I love proving people wrong. I'm Carly Zakin. And I'm Danielle Weisberg. Welcome to 9 to 5-ish with The Skin. We've run into so many questions over the years and had so many moments where we needed advice and we got it from women who'd been there. And that's what we're bringing you with this show. Each week, we're helping you get what you want out of your career by talking to the smartest leaders we know. Because we know your work life is a lot more than nine to five. All right, let's get into it. Today, our guest is Paris Hilton. She rose to fame on her reality TV show, The Simple Life, and became the OG social media influencer and a very successful businesswoman. Today, she owns dozens of businesses all over the world, not to mention she's also a musician, actress, and DJ. And now she's got her own podcast, This Is Paris, plus a new Netflix show, Cooking With Paris. Paris, welcome, and thanks for coming on the show. Thank you. So as we get into it, before we start talking about your work and your career, we like to start these interviews with a bit of a lightning round to get warmed up. So quick questions, quick answers. What is your screen time in an average week? I don't even know anymore. I turn that thing off, but probably like 50 hours or something. What is a secret hobby or skill that you have? I am really good at ice hockey. I used to be on the high school ice hockey team. Wow, really? I would not have guessed that. (laughs) Finish the sentence that best describes your work day. Working nine till blank. 24-7. What's your favorite social platform? Instagram. So on your new show, which we we got to see and it's really fun. What's your favorite thing to make? Favorite thing to make? Sliving lasagna. And for those who haven't seen the show, what is sliving? Sliving is a word I invented, which means slaying and living your best life. And who is your best sous chef on the show? Everyone was amazing. I had so much fun. So I don't really have a favorite. I thought Kim was pretty good. I was impressed. Kim was amazing, Uh, yes. When is the last time you negotiated for yourself? Every single day. Who would play you in a movie? Me. As soon as I asked it, I was like, that's that's an obvious answer. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I've got two more questions. First is, what is the last TV show you binge watched? Manifest on Netflix. I watched it too. I I stopped after the first season. Why? 
I just felt like I loved Lost and I really wanted it to be like Lost, but then I felt like it didn't actually get there. I was obsessed with Lost. Oh my God. I'll never get that time back in my life. I was too obsessed. That's why I didn't start Manifest. How do you relax? Like, how do you turn off? I don't really relax that much, but I guess a massage and facial. All right. Who's the last person you texted and what did you say? My fiance, Carter, just telling each other how much we love each other. That's so nice. Okay. We all know of Paris Hilton. And I say that in quotes because we know you as the figure that is out there. And in your 2020 documentary, you said your public persona is like an act or a character. And I think a lot of people found that really interesting. When you were starting off your career, we're curious, why did you create this identity? What was kind of the thought process leading you there? Just as a teenager, just going through what I went through at all of these really terrifying boarding schools where they were very abusive. It was like a way where I just kind of invented this Barbie doll persona, like perfect life fantasy character. And then when, you know, I became in this industry, my first thing I ever did was the simple life. And the producers said, we want you to act like a dumb blonde, pretend you don't know anything and kind of just play that up. So I think it was kind of like a shield or like a protection and then getting that reality show and then having to continue with it season after season, it kind of just became this character that I got kind of stuck in. What is Paris Hilton, the businesswoman, actually like? I'm very responsible, hardworking, smart, <laughs> not a dumb blonde, just very good at pretending to be one, determined, just a workaholic, working nonstop. In the boardroom setting or a serious meeting setting, like with your team or investors or whomever, how would people describe you? Are you the person who jumps in? Are you the quiet one in the room? Are you bossy? And I say bossy, like knowing that there's, that's an annoying word for especially female entrepreneurs to hear, but what's your personality like in a business setting? I'm very creative. I love coming up with new ideas. Everybody is always very impressed in meetings with me, especially if it's their first time. I think... You know, my entire career, I've always been underestimated and I love proving people wrong. So yeah, I love to definitely impress people when I'm in the boardroom. Is there a moment that stands out from you in a business setting where you're like, I just proved that person or that instance wrong. And like, it felt so good. Uh, Yeah, definitely. Just several times throughout my career, just being in, you know, different meetings and just kind of seeing the look on their face when I walk in and how they're just like blown away by the end of the meeting. Like, wow, I didn't know what to expect. And you're actually the opposite of what I thought. I mean, it's really interesting. Obviously you've been so successful and you created this character and leveraged the hell out of it to get to, in a lot of ways, where you are today. When you look at that now and that decision, do you feel like that was the best move that I made because I was allowed to create this persona and have some separation from who I really am? Or is there part of you that's like frustrated because you in some ways kind of had to do that because that's what was going to sell and resonate with people? How do you think about that decision now? I feel that everything in life happens for a reason. And I'm extremely proud of the empire that I've created and what I've built on my own. So I feel like I wouldn't change anything because I just feel that what I did was a genius move. And 
everything that's come from it is just incredible. Just, you know, what I've created and how many businesses I have. So I feel like it was meant to be. I always wonder when people are for their career, either acting or putting on, you know, a a character in some sense, how do you take it off? Do you have clear guardrails or distinctions in your life when you are playing the role and how you leverage that for certain ventures that you have and then kind of the Paris as a person in other parts of your life? Definitely. I think there's always, you know, a time and place for everything. And that character is just very fun and playful. And I like to play that up, especially when I'm on camera, if I'm going to be doing a TV show or sometimes in interviews, or sometimes if I'm just shy, I I just kind of revert back to doing that. But then when I'm in my private life, when Carter and I are alone or I'm with my family and friends, then I'm just myself. So I feel like it's just something I do in the public sometimes. Right now, you know, I think it's a very common understanding, especially with like social media platforms that all individuals, no matter what career or industry they're in, have to sort of think about their brand. And that brand can look very different for different people. It could just be like how you market yourself on your resume, or it could be because you're trying to become an influencer and looks very different. What is your best advice for somebody who is trying to think about how to create and then leverage their own brand using their name and their face? I think it's all about, you know, if somebody wants to be in this industry and build a brand, it's really about finding out what you're passionate about, like what sets you apart from everyone else, something that is special about you, and really leveraging all of your social media platforms and really taking advantage of them in ways where you're on all of them, you're constantly feeding them and getting your name out there and collaborating with others and working hard because if you don't work hard, none of it's possible. Follow your dreams and I think anything could be possible. As you're building your brand over time and you know, obviously it went from the simple life to now I was reading, you have, tell me if this number is correct, 28 perfumes? The 29th is about to come out. It's crazy. And that's like one of a zillion things that you have. So you've built this empire, pushing all critics out of the way until it got to the level that nobody could argue with. Who did you go to for advice? Who are you taking the quote unquote Paris Hilton mask off for to be like Paris Hilton, the individual and savvy businesswoman with? Who are you going to, to be like, and now what? What's next? Since the beginning of my career, I've always used to go to my grandfather for advice and my dad. And my grandfather passed away. So I've, and speaking to my father ever since I was a teenager and just always getting advice from him because I feel that my parents especially really instilled that hard work ethic and my sister, my brothers and I, and I just feel like family is one of the only people you can really trust. So anytime I have a business question, I'll always just call my dad and ask him. How do you prioritize what to get involved in with your business? There's obviously so many different layers to it from the branding and the marketing to the actual coming up with products. You're one person. And part of what you do is like, you're also the face of everything. How do you actually like prioritize where your time is spent? It's a lot. I'm always saying to my team, I would love to uh, get some clones made because I am just one human. I'm not a robot or a machine. (laughs) It's constant. Like I said, I'm working 24-7 every, even on the weekends from early in the morning to late at night. And, you know, just 
running so many different businesses and doing so many different things in different avenues of the world. It's a lot, but I try to pick my priorities and what's most important to me. And I turn a lot of things down because I just don't have the time. And also my fiance is just so brilliant and I'm so inspired by Carter. So I always am asking his advice and just trying to also make time for my personal life as well, because otherwise I would just always be working every second. What's the last business ask that you got that you just said, I have to say no? In the past like week, even I've said no to like 20 different things, just flying out of the country to do DJ appearances, music videos. People want me to come and cameo in them, do filming a movie in Canada for two months, which I said no, even though it's an amazing film and I would love to be a part of it, but I just honestly don't have the time. When you think about your brand evolving, where do you want it to go? And I look at hearing the things that you've turned down and also thinking about the things you've done semi-recently, like the NFT line, which I thought was so cool and different. Going forward, is there something specific that you're driving towards when you think about the evolution of your brand? My next phase in life is all about inspiring and empowering others. So really just investing into entrepreneurs that I feel that deserve the chance and to share my platform with. And I'm also building an integrated media company. So I now have my production company with Warner Brothers and my first show in production right now, which is Paris and Love. And also my own audio company with iHeart. And I have three uh, different podcasts in production right now. And Um, just all of the other businesses that I'm building. So it's just about really just building this really global media company. You mentioned a few minutes ago that you've really leaned on your family and now your fiance to be a rock and that it can be hard to trust people. I think as founders and CEOs, like I understand that on some level because we started something where we nobody knew who we are and and most people still don't know who we are but that we uh you know had to learn how to like let people in i can't imagine at your level of recognition how to learn how to trust people and how to learn like how to vet business partners or you know as you build out this empire learn how to figure out who you should let in because obviously like you're you are just one person and this has become huge where you have lots of partners how do you figure out how to trust people? Like how much of your gut leads your every day? It's very hard for me to trust people, just especially from growing up in LA and just seeing so many things. So it's definitely hard to let people in, especially my personal life. But in my business life, I always do my research. I always make sure to look into the people that I'm a partner with because I don't want to associate myself with someone who maybe is not a good person or has a bad reputation. So I always call around other people. I'll have my team, you know, look them up, investigate them and see, because I just don't want to partner with anyone that doesn't have my same values. How do you describe, when you think about it now, your relationship with social media? You are, you know, credited with being the OG social media influencer, and you really mastered how to build a brand on multiple platforms. And I know that you, in some ways, thrive off of it. But in other ways, it's got to be a, a channel for kind of constant feedback, whether you want it or not. How do you channel that into something that can be useful? 
I just, I love having fun with it. I think it's amazing how with this technology that I can be in connection with all of my fans all around the world and be able to share my life with them. It is, it is uh, overwhelming sometimes because there's just so many platforms and I feel like every few months there's a new one. So now I've hired a head of my social media team. So he's helping me with everything. And of course I oversee everything and everything that goes on there is things that I write and put out, but just someone have it more organized and being able to put them on every single platform. So I don't have to have that stress as well, because there's just, there's too much happening in that world. (laughs) I think it's always interesting when we, and we see this, when we interview people for jobs, you know, you have your resume kind of face and set. And then also these days, we're interviewing people who also have their own social following that at times can be like really large and interesting. Any advice for people that are influencers, but are also trying to have kind of these more professional day jobs, like any tips for how to use social in a productive way on their career side? You know, when I started out in this industry, there was no social media. So I feel that people are very lucky now today because they have these platforms where you can be very productive, depending on what business you're in, but you could, you have a big following, have a lot of eyeballs on whatever you're doing. And if somebody you know, has something that they want to sell or they want have something they want to promote, or even, I don't know what type of day job you're talking about, but if they could help out that day job in some way, then they can get a promotion or, I don't know, move up in the ranks by kind of just leveraging their social media followers. When you think back to, you know, how you came up, you know, in recognition was really the the early 2000s. It's remarkable to see that your relevancy is there more than ever. And part of that, I think, is, you know, a constant evolution that you've been able to do. And also, I think, probably a credit to sort of the two personas that you embody. For those that are in in other industries and that are constantly trying to think about how do you reinvent and, and evolve, what is your advice around how to stay relevant? I've been in this industry for a very long time. So I've seen so many people just come and go. I think the important part is really to be authentic and real. And just ever since my documentary, I feel like that was just a really important thing to do because especially nowadays, people really are looking for people who are real and are telling true stories and things that are inspiring others. So I think it's just important to be your true self and always think of new and innovative ways to put your brand out there. How big of a turning point was it for you to tell that story in your documentary? And and as you said, kind of start this next chapter of authenticity in a different way. Well, it actually wasn't the original premise of the film. I did that documentary because I just felt, like I said, I was being underestimated. I was misunderstood. I just felt that, you know, I created this whole empire and that people were just still looking at me as the character from The Simple Life. And I was just sick of that narrative. So I wanted to tell my story, but I didn't know I would, you know, get so personal. And that was something that the director and I just became so close. And, you know, she just really pushed me into telling my story. And I'm so grateful that I did because it's changed my whole life and has healed me in so many ways. And, I know myself better than ever and the world does as well. 
Speaking of the power of telling your own stories, I think we're all seeing this play out on some level with Britney Spears and the conservatorship. Any, I mean, I don't even want to say advice, but any thoughts that you have seeing someone in such a spotlight trying to do that now? I'm incredibly proud of her for being strong and brave and for using her voice. And I know how it is to have your rights taken away and your freedom taken away just from going to those boarding schools. And I can't imagine that happening now as an adult and a grown woman. Um, And she deserves her happiness and her freedom. And I just, I know that she's going to keep fighting for it. And I, I really believe that she will very soon. What have you not done yet in your career that you want to? What's like on the bucket list for you? I think about that a lot. I feel like I've literally done everything in life. I think the only thing left is to go to space or something. Which you could. I mean, people are doing it. I think I will. I know that Carter was one of the first people to buy a ticket for Richard Branson. So. Oh my gosh. I'm, I have a real fear of space. So I'm like, tell me how it is, but I, I'm not joining you. I'm scared too, but I think it'll be cool. <laughs> when are you going to space? I don't know. Probably next year, but I'm not sure. I want to decide because I want to start having a family next year as well. So I don't know if going to space would really be good for that. <laughs> Oh my God. I'm sure that they'll like, there's going to be a, a Paris Hilton, like yeah, first, first study child if born you go to space. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh my God. Yes. We have a listener question from Samantha. What advice do you have for someone looking to differentiate themselves in an industry? How do you think about making yourself stand out? My advice is just to really find what your special talent is or something unique that you do or something that's like one of a kind or something that no one's ever done before and showcase whatever that is (laughs) on your social media platforms or get a publicist and do interviews and just get your face out there. And I think that helped Last question. (laughs) Who else should we have on the show? There's so many boss babes that I know. I think that Kim K would Can be you make amazing. It yeah. Text we her. We agree. Yes. <laughs> okay, I'll ask her. <laughs> I was actually going to say one, one more question before that, as you brought up, like, you know, going to space in the next phase of your life, thinking about having a family. And we're not going to ask you about the headlines this week because that's no one's business except for yours and Carter's. But I do think that it's interesting given all that you've accomplished and now wanting to start a family. It's really exciting. Are there certain people in your life who have done both that you're looking to for advice as, as you think about how to manage all of it as a next step? Yeah, it's definitely, I'm excited for this next step. I feel that I've worked so hard and I, I feel that having a family is like the meaning of life. So I always look up to my sister for that because she runs her businesses and her brands and then she has her two daughters and just seeing her with her little girls and just how much joy and happiness and love that brings into her life. That's just so inspirational for me and I can't wait for that day. What type of aunt are you? Like, are you the fun aunt that spoils them or? Yeah, definitely. I'm the cool, fun aunt who spoils them, buys them gifts hangs out with them. They're obsessed with Uncle Carter. He is going to be the most incredible father. They just 
love him so much. So it's so cute to see them together. Well, I'm happy we're talking about this now because you can probably hear uh, my 10-month-old screaming in the background. So we're very excited for you guys whenever that happens, whenever you decide that you're going to space. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Thank you so much. Congratulations on, on everything you've accomplished. It's pretty astounding. And thanks for joining us today. Thank you. Congratulations to you both too. And this was a lot of fun. Thanks for listening to this episode of 9 to 5-ish with The Skim. A new episode will be in your feed again next Wednesday. In the meantime, check out our news podcast, Skim This. Every Thursday, we cover what you need to know each week in 30 minutes or less.